keeping yourself motivated takes work. If you don't work out your body, you get fat. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, your source for inspiration and motivation to achieve your goals, empowering you one word at a time. Umar Jang is an author and a blogger, and he will get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is Motivational Voice Podcast, and this is Umar Jang. Hello and welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, session number two. I am your humble host, Umar Jang. In part one of this podcast, I talked about how to find your anchor to fuel your motivation every time you need to. By the way, if you haven't listened to part one, I would recommend that you do to get the most out of this podcast. In today's session, I will talk about how to dig deeper and search for those memories that contain your motivational anchor. I will specifically walk you through the six steps to summon those emotionally charged memories as your anchor and the source of your motivation. Before we get into the meat of this session, I would like to share a very personal story with you. This story is crucial to properly using the six-step technique we will cover today. I thought a lot about what type of story would be appropriate to include in this motivational podcast. In the end, I decided to share it because this story is my anchor. I decided to go with this particular story for two reasons. The first reason is that often the strongest motivator you can get comes out of your past experiences. This could be a connection you made with a family member or friend, a story, a memory, a vow to do or not to do something. The second reason is that this story is a way for me to open up and share something personal that I don't generally talk about. The stronger the emotional connection to your story, the stronger the motivational boost you get out of it. All right, here is the story. When I was 11 years old, my father died of a stroke. He did not get to realize most of his dreams. Although I personally feel that he had done a great deal in his life. For instance, he only had three years of primary school education. He had to drop out of school to take over the family bakery. But he managed to be an autodidact and later in his life become a successful mechanical engineer for a well-known French multinational. But he felt that he needed to do more for my siblings and I. One of the most important things he wanted to accomplish was to build his dream house. Looking back, The house was very simplistic and would probably cost a fraction of what it cost to build an average bedroom home today. He was going to build this house if it was the last thing he did. Unfortunately, he did not build the house because he died shortly after he drew the blueprints. He ran out of something he thought he had a lot of. He simply ran out of time. The feelings that this story instills in me are obviously numerous. 
But the most important one I can use as an anchor to my own motivation is legacy. When I think about this story, it scares me to death. It scares me that I could die tomorrow and not accomplish any of the things that are important to my family and I. Most of these important things will become part of my legacy after I am long gone. The question I want you to ask yourself is this. If I die today, what do I leave behind? More importantly, in what state am I leaving my family and my loved one? What is my legacy? I am not just talking about material legacy, but about relationships and mentorship. The very things that make people say, wow. Mom was always there for me. Or, Dad was truly an inspiration and a role model. The motivational urge comes from the fact that we may not have all the time in the world to finish what we need to get done. And that feeling, the feeling of not having done enough for those you love and care about, should terrify you. I'm not saying to let that fear take over. No. That fear should just be a thought that you turn into motivation you need to get off your chair, go past your hesitation and take action now. Not tomorrow, but right now. Listen, I know it's not easy for many of us to just get out of bed and be ready to take on the world and do great things. It doesn't come naturally to many people, but that's why the memory of past experiences is a really powerful thing. Most of the time, we only remember past experiences when there is stimuli. For instance, you can smell an old perfume and it immediately reminds you of grandma. You hear an old tune on the radio and it reminds you of prom night. Generally, when we recall these memories, we also remember the things and emotions we felt at the time the memories were made. But, we tend to dismiss those feelings without a thought, most likely because those emotions may be too painful or irrelevant. If you've never thought about this before, it is time to start seeing memories as what they truly are. Memories are a gold mine of motivation and inspiration. What I am advocating is this. Don't wait for a reason to reminisce. Make a regular effort to purposely browse through your memories and use them as a source of daily motivation. Now, how do you tap into your memories without being induced to do so? The good news is that we humans have the power to time travel. Yes, you heard right. Time travel. We can go back into our past memories, whether it be a week ago or 10 years ago, and relive a specific experience. Now here is how you do it. These are the six steps you can use to recall any memory and use it as a motivational anchor. Step one. Define your motivational goal. What goal are you trying to accomplish? 
let's say you want to find the motivation to lose 30 pounds. Of course, this could be any goal that you're trying to accomplish. So you want to lose 30 pounds, but you are not sure you can do it. In fact, you are sure it is close to impossible because you tried it before and it did not work. So in this case, your motivational goal is to lose weight. Okay, that's your first step. Step two, disconnect and unplug. Find a quiet corner in your home or office where you can sit undisturbed for five to 10 minutes. This can also be done in your car, your bedroom, your closet, a peaceful corner in the woods, or a meditation or prayer room. Make sure to turn off any devices that could break your concentration. Step three, steady yourself. Sit and do nothing for about 30 seconds. Make sure you sit comfortably. Close your eyes. Drop your shoulders. Take a deep breath and exhale a few times. This exercise helps calm your mind. Step four, browse your memories. Look for a memory in which you had an emotional response that you can use to encourage you. For example, you may have been in a situation where your weight was a drawback or a disadvantage and you swore you would never want to feel that way again. The way you felt, that feeling, that emotion is your motivational anchor to this particular memory. Step five, channel your emotion. Let's assume that the emotion you felt was powerlessness. Take the emotion you felt and relieve the moment. Try to remember what it felt like to be powerless. Step six, self-motivate. As you remember that feeling, open your eyes. For the sake of practicing this technique, let's assume your name is John Doe. As you open your eyes, say the following to yourself. John will never feel powerless again, ever. John Doe will lose 30 pounds this year. Repeat it aloud three times. Now I know this sounds silly and ridiculous, but it works. Research has shown that speaking to yourself in the third person to self-motivate can set you up for success. That's it. You can use this technique to get to the emotions that fuel your motivation to achieve a specific goal. The beauty of this technique is that it is easy to do and requires very little effort. And now, the quote of the day. Quote, You may be disappointed if you fail, but you are doomed if you don't try. End quote. What does this quote from Beverly Sills mean to you? I'm going to repeat it. Quote, You may be disappointed if you fail, but you are doomed if you don't try. End quote. Well, here's my interpretation of the quote. Sometimes we are so caught up in our fear of failure, so much so that we never try to do things that we really want to do. 
In some cases, we are good at those things, and there may even be a chance, a very good chance, that we would succeed. The fear of failure is one of the greatest obstacles that we, as individuals, face. We are our worst enemy because often we are afraid to fail or to be ashamed of our failures. We tend to care way too much about what others may think of us. I like to use Thomas Edison's story as an anecdote. You probably heard this story before. Thomas Edison failed numerous times when he was trying to invent a durable light bulb. But he knew that he only needed one successful attempt. So he kept on failing and failing and failing until he finally got it right once. I also want you to keep in mind that failure to act can also be on itself, the greatest failure of all. To illustrate my point, here is a little-known story about the person who invented the modern-day telephone. By now you know that Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. But did you know that a woman by the name of Alicia Gray also had a prototype for a telephone? The day she went to submit her invention to be patented, she arrived two hours after Alexander Graham Bell submitted his own version of the telephone. So here is a woman, a brilliant woman, if I may add, who came up with the invention of the century, but her name is lost in history books because she did not act fast enough. One could argue that her greatest invention was the telephone, but her greatest failure was a temporary lack of action. Had she gotten to the registration office before Bell, our history books would call Alicia Gray the inventor of the modern-day telephone. What about you? Do you agree with my interpretation? What does this quote by Beverly Sims mean to you? I would love to hear your thoughts. As usual, please leave your comments on my blog at umarjang.com forward slash podcast, where you can also get the show notes for this episode. You know, one of the key secrets to motivation is to search within yourself to find the strength you need. Your personal experiences hold emotions that you can use to your advantage. The cost of lack of motivation cannot be measured in terms of tangible costs, but the inaction that is caused by the absence of motivation can be the difference between being miserable and feeling fulfilled in your professional and personal life alike. I hope you find it within you to take action. Remember, failure is just one footstep in your journey to success. Next time on NVP, I will talk about how to prevent certain people or activities like a job you don't like, or a negative friend or family member from bringing you down and killing your motivation. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog posts at umarjang.com slash podcast.